Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. It's a premier a pizzeria. You know, you don't, you don't even know what's going on sometimes, and then, bam, you're eating pizza. Well, you can do that at Gray Block, 1811 Pico Boulevard, on the way to the beach in Los Angeles. Gray Block, get that hitter. Today's guest is an artist um, who I've wanted to have in since I started podcasting. Uh, he's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And currently lives in Atlanta. Um, this man does music, but this man does so much more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Boosie, badass. Lucy, thanks for coming in, man. Right, How long you in L.A. for? Uh, A couple of days. I got to get back for my daughter's birthday, but I'm coming right back. Man. Yeah? Yeah. And we, when you come out here, are you shooting a film right now? What are you doing out here? Uh, Right now, I'm just uh, I'm just really hustling. I'm, uh, you know, I meet with people about films. I'm, uh, I'm doing videos. I'm, you know, it's the corona, so... Uh, every every week or two, I'm picking, picking states to go to and and get money in and, and spread my wings. So uh, these next two weeks gonna be LA, California, the whole Northern California and Southern California. Yeah. And uh, whenever, cause you, I feel like you work harder than anybody, man. Right, right. Every right. time I turn on your Instagram, you're like, is going down tonight, Club Percocet, Club Whisper, right, some, right. somewhere. Right. Somewhere. Where does that work ethic come from? It comes from hustling. It comes from not having and and hustling. See, uh, most of the people who successful in the game, or who got successful long term, they was hustlers in the street first. A lot of them, you know. Do you think Just, your hustle changed? Uh, I mean, obviously you were younger before you got incarcerated. Do you think your hustle changed? It's smarting. It's smart. I always was a hustler, hustler, like a dog hustler, run myself <laughs> to death, you know. Uh, I was 22 with a, you know, living cars, mansion, things like that. So uh, prison made me smarter. You know, I, it made me smarter as far as music. Right. As far as other business opportunities, I, I read, I read music books, and I, I always had hustle though. So uh, it just went together, you know. But but prison helped my hustle. Do you think if you hadn't have gone to prison, like, um, do you think there's a better chance that you might not have lived as like? If, like, were you going at a fast rate of life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, probably, you guys I probably, had it all. I mean, I remember, I mean, I grew up in Louisiana. You guys had it all. I mean, you guys were like, right. you guys were kings. And I mean, you're a king now, but you guys. Yeah. Because that's fast for a young man. That's a fast life. Yeah, it came fast, you know, but it didn't seem like it. It seemed like it to other people. But I had been in the game so long, I just. When I got my break and peaked, I just peaked. I was everywhere, but uh, it's just a blessing, man. It's just a blessing to be where I'm from and, you know, to jump out like I jumped out. And, and now, you know, Baton Rouge, we, and as far as rap, we're, 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 we're a hub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were in prison, do you, because you were in Angola, right? Right, right. Did you ever get to go to the uh, rodeo there? <laughs> yeah, I went to the rodeo. Did you really? Yeah, I went to the rodeo. Nah. Uh, 
I went to the rodeo my uh, my last year there. I went to the rodeo. They went crazy. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> They Did they let crazy. you perform or anything like that at or Nah, they ain't let me perform. They just, you know, they just really, I think, got the crowd out there, you know, knowing Boosie was going to be out there. So uh, I had got real cool with the warden, and uh, it was beautiful seeing all those women. and You know, it would be a beautiful sight. Well, you mean the all the rodeo, the ladies that come to watch the yeah, rodeo? Yeah, the ladies mean? that come to watch yeah. the rodeo, you they know. some thick ladies out thick there. Thick ladies. The oh. rodeo women be thick. Tight know? pants with that buckle in the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make you want to ride horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stay and watch the events? Yeah, hell yeah. That's what, you know, uh, you got to go get, the make make the inmates go get the, uh, the shit funny. Uh, they make the inmates go get the. Thing off the top of the wildest bull, uh-uh. and you might win five hundred to a thousand dollars. So, you know, inmates who don't have shit, they going up there and try to. They don't give a damn what that bull do to him. That was one of my favorite things when they grab a bull thing off the head, like capture the flag kind of. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get out there or no? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hell no. Nah. I enjoy watching it though. Did they have uh, bull riding too, or was it just kind of like this sort of thing? Yeah, nah, they have bull riding. Yeah. To where whoever stay on the longest win. Yeah. Yeah, they got all that. Yeah, we had a young guy in here who's like the world champion of bull riders. Oh, okay. And uh, just seeing his body type, he's like the his body kind of bends right in the middle. Some people longer up top yeah. or longer legs, but his body bends right in the middle. He's kind of perfect size for the way he rides on the bull. Um. Is there anything that you miss about being in in uh uh in jail? Yeah, uh, I miss see murder, man. You know, yeah, I miss because all of his appeals are up now too. Yeah, but God is God. God powerful, man. You never know how this gonna work. Yeah, um, they might free the evidence they've been finding. They should be. He should just be let go. Yeah, two of the guys I think I read. Uh, two of the people that testified against him took back their testimonies. Right, right, right. So it's 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 a bad situation, but it's it's a it's a, it's is God working? And uh, that's what I miss the most, just my friends in there, bro, that I wish could come home. You know, that's what I miss the most. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I miss, I miss my friends. Yeah. That's what I miss, man, I, you know. Did you guys, was there times in there, I mean, obviously, I've never been to jail, but um, I wouldn't mind maybe doing a couple months or something, but I don't want to do like a long time, you know, right. but um was there ever time? Is it kind of fun, like being able to just be around your friends and stuff, or you spend a lot of time by yourself? Uh, it depends on if if you're in protective custody or if you're in population. You know, most rappers go to PC; they stay in the cell their whole time in jail. Is that what you had? No, I don't do that. Oh, I'm why you was with everybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah you've always kind of been a man of the people, and no matter where yeah, you yeah, are. like you can't, you know, you, you you drive you crazy in that cell. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just be afraid, but. Uh, you know, if you're a rapping, you can if you can if you can live on the streets, you can live in jail. If you mm. can survive in the hood, you can survive in jail because it's just the hood. It's yeah. all the same thing. It's just the hood. Right. So if you can survive in in there, you can survive in in, in penitentiary. And uh, you know, I had a sweet in penitentiary, man. I, really? You know, yeah. I had, I had my last my last couple of years. My first three, I was on first two and a half. I was on death row. So I was in a cell, a one-man cell the whole time. So Damn. the day I beat my murder charge, I was let off death row, and I had a charge whether to go to protective custody or to population where 150 what? people in the dorm. And you went in there? Yeah. 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 Was it fun kind of once you got in there? Or was it a relief yeah. from being by yourself? Yeah. It was, it, 
it was it was sweet, man. You know, contact visits. Uh, like and, general, could you have women come visit? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, man. Uh, Damn. I didn't and know then that. the first time I went to visit, everybody went crazy in the child hall. So the warden, uh, Burrell Kane, you know, he looked out for me. Him and Vernard, they gave me my own visiting shed, seventy inch flat screen. Damn. My own movies, my own chef, my own picture camera. Damn. Man, you know, uh, so visits was my everything, you know. So I was, I was laid out, man. You know, I, I was laid out, and I, and I appreciate it. They just told me stay out of trouble, and they would lay me out. Yeah, I remember when you came out, man. I was really excited. Actually, I'm, I've been a, a big fan for a long time, and uh, I remember I put a tweet on because it was right before Easter, yeah. and I remember I put a tweet on Twitter, and it said. E Easter's come early. He has risen. That's what I put. Yeah. Uh, and how did how do you feel like um, like social media? I feel like like I a lot of us were conditioned on social media. Like we right. got it as it was coming out. You know, we learned like it became right. slowly a part of our lives. You kind of have this unique way about you on social media that is just sometimes it's too real. Like it's so real. It's realer than like a lot of people. Everything is very. It's organized. It's planned. You know, they talk to somebody. Do I do this? What right. do I do? But you fucking live. Uh, you come from like a different place with it. Like it's such a real slice of what your life is like. I f do you feel like that's because you came into social media? Like you missed that whole conditioning where we all got slowly conditioned to it. You suddenly had it. Um. Does that make sense? Kyle? Basically, you know, I I've been like this a long time. Like a just Boosie, just yeah. doing what Boosie do, saying what Boosie <laughs> say, acting the ass on all my DVDs. If you look back, I've been a clown. It's just, it's a platform where I can show it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, cause everybody, if you if you don't if you don't see that side of me, you just think Boosie is the worst shooting motherfucker. <laughs> he done did all this shit. If you just listen if to you the just, music, hey, yeah. if, you, if you know, you got. You know, if you let other people, not the music, if you let other people judge it. Yeah. If you let other people judge it, you're going to take from it as Boosie Badass, woo -doo -woo -doo -woo. Yeah, he'll kill, he'll murder. Right, right, right. Him. But a lot of people don't get to see that I'm a father, I'm a friend, you know. A regular guy. A regular guy. Yeah. So uh, that helps me in some ways. Yeah, it gives people a different edge you because, yeah, if you hear Boosie Badass, you see some of the pictures, you think, oh, man, this guy. Like, I was nervous. Our Big Baby was in here, and he said, oh, Boosie, a gangster. You know, and he's a real gangster. Like, Is he really? Like, he's a real gangster. Wow. And that's the thing that people don't realize about Boosie, like. That's what he said, and I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, Boosie is one of the last gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look through all history, yeah. every gangster had a personality. Yeah. From all the gangsters, the biggest gangsters. Al Capone. Al Capone. Every 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 gangster had a personality. It just came out with the pe around the people he loved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um that's just basically it with me. Like when you see me on an interview, like I'm myself. Right. I'm myself. But you know how I was raised when I go places, when I go to clubs. When I'm when I'm around the public, you know, I was raised, I was taught not to smile with niggas. Right. You know, my dad, when you go places, you a nigga don't smile with niggas. You know, that's the nigga. That shows a form of somebody might want to try you. Right. You know, it's not that I'm 
practice. Practice looking hard. No, right. it's just a habit. Yeah. It's you know, you it's habit when yeah. I, you know, when I, you know, it's no fear. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to bring that same kind of violence if it go that way. So I can't be in public all, yeah. you know, me yeah, clowning. That's when I'm at shit. home. Yeah. But now nah, in, in public, it's, it's not like that because I don't want people to just come try you try me like that. So in public, it's like, yeah, come on. I got a gun. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, so. Is it uh I've heard you talk about moving out of Baton Rouge and um you know I know that you know you had instances with like the the district attorneys there and stuff trying to attach charges to you and right. you know there was a lot of what seemed like from what I've heard uncomfortableness between you and the law enforcement there. Right. Maybe right. not exactly the cops but the over the overseers of them. Right. Um what is it about Atlanta that is makes life more comfortable? Do you think Atlanta respects superstars? You know, I don't stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, uh, you got twenty superstars. You know, you, yeah, you the biggest 30, thing in Baton Rouge. Yeah, they had you. They had C Murder, Silk the Shocker, Master P, and they had that tiger that's in the cage outside of the P Max Center. Right, right, and most of them from New Orleans. Yeah, Baton yeah. Rouge is different from New Orleans. Baton Rouge is, you know, Birmingham to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, as far as racism, as far as everything, you know, that's the deep south. Right. So, uh. And Atlanta is different, though. And Atlanta is different. You know, it's black power. Yeah. You oh, know, I f dude, I was on stage there a couple months ago. I said, damn, it seemed like Black History Month started a city. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, in Atlanta. It, it's, it's black power. You know, black people own things. Black people have wealth. You know, you see, we have wealth. You see a lot of black policemen. You see a lot of. You know, and, and and the police show me love, man. It's it's crazy, man. It's like it's like they want to help you. You know, I can't say that for everybody in Atlanta, right? But as far as the officers, I didn't ran into. They want to see me prosper, man. Right. I was in my Rolls Royce one day. I'm slipping. I'm at the light. I'm smoking. I'm high as fuck. I'm slipping. Man, I look to the side. Clear windows. Police looking at me. He say. Boosie. He's telling me to roll out a window. I'm like, fuck. You heard me? I know if he's telling me to roll out a window and not pull off, right. I got it. Right, right. You say, yeah, I roll out a window. What up, man? <laughs> man, put that shit out, man. Go on ahead, man. That's what he told me. Put the shit out, man, and go on ahead, man. Take care of your damn family. Smoking weed out here like this. Man, that shit was like, man, my heart just dropped, you heard me? <laughs> So that was, you know, they always see me and be like, they just give it up to me, bro. And, and There's more understanding. They understand, bro. They understand that, you know, I'm, I didn't come to this city to be a problem. They right. understand that I'm a businessman. Right. You know. And wealth, too, changes things, man. I noticed even just growing up in, like, we would go to Atlanta sometimes to see the Sugar Bowl or to visit an aunt that I had that lived there. Um, occasionally, we would drive up to Atlanta. And... It's a, for me, just as a, you know, I mean, just a regular white person pretty much, but it was the first city that I saw that had like black wealth in it, you know, like in like a lot of, I'm talking a lot of money, like the car, a car would pull up to a place and you'd be like, damn, and black people would get out. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it was just, it was different. It was something that, you know, I grew up in a small town. It was black and half black, half white, but, it, and we didn't have any wealth bus, but you had just never seen that before. 
Yeah. You know, like when I was growing up, the only wealthy black Americans that I knew were like Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a couple people, but you didn't see it. You never saw it in your face, I don't feel like, until Atlanta. Right, right, right. They they set a stage for a lot of shit. Because when I went down there, and, uh, I'm a season ticket holder. A I know you seats, are. So, uh, you know, I've been going to NBA games a minute and... Uh, the first time I saw, you know, with a triple A floor seats, you know, 70% black, you know, six, you know, and, and and that made me smile, you know. Yeah. You know, black, 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 black women, you know, successful, you know. And we in these big boy seats and that and that's a change of culture. Yeah. You know, it's not like that in Louisiana. Mm -mm. You know, it's not, not like yet. that. You know, it's, it's not like that in other places. It's you know, it, the stuff I see with the black people out here, it, it makes it makes me proud. Yeah. Proud to be black. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it's totally different. I mean, I, I just have my own perspective, but there is something that's it's exciting to see when you see, oh, if this culture has money, they can have a comfortable existence. Right, right, right. And, and I don't mean that of any judgment. I just mean, you know right, what I'm talking I feel about. what you're saying, but uh, I feel what you're saying and... They got a ghetto everywhere. They got a ghetto everywhere. Slums everywhere. Yeah. It's just when more people show show value and wealth, it makes other people want wealth. And that cuts out the bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You mean like it inspires younger people? It, inspires, it, it inspires people. Yeah. Because everybody has a role model. Yeah. And the role model is the more ones with the most money. So, uh, you know, it's more role models. Oh yeah, I think it's like definitely more more role models in Atlanta than a lot of places, you know. Yeah, especially for I think for black kids, you know. I mean, just because like even if you think like you know when I was growing up, just like you would see uh, people come to the school and and they would say, okay, it's going to be career day at school. Somebody's dad is going to talk about their career, right? And it was always usually like if it was a doctor, it was a white doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was right. But now, I think in, especially in places like Atlanta, you have that it's different. Yeah. You know, like people come and it's all types of people come and have a career. And that gives a, a, a kid sitting there like, oh, I can have this. Right. It gives them a different aspiration. Um, what do you see like going on out here today, man? This shit is wild, you know. Uh, do you see a difference between the protesters and the people looting or do you? Uh, I think it's all well deserved. I mean, you know, it's been going on way before these this these people who everybody flashing who's, who's the black people who didn't got murdered. Yeah, it's just they got caught with the cameras, the camera phones adds a lot to it. When I, in eighty nine ninety, our neighborhood hero got killed by the police. Just jumped on the hood and fucking smashed him. It been going on. It's just now we got them. Right. They're, as soon as something happened, they out. Right. So we got him. If that if, if if they didn't have those cameras, he would be dead. Glenn Floyd would right. if they didn't have those phones, that blessed us. Now they see what they've been doing for 20, 25 years. And do you think so a lot of the anger you think it's built up from people that have seen I've seen other people be killed that never you never hear their name again. And so a lot of that anger just builds up. Yeah, I think I think I think it's a it's built it, it built up over the years. Yeah. And we had a time right now where everybody pissed off. This was the wrong time. For yeah, yeah. You know, people out from their jobs, people at home. Yeah. 
okay. Tired of being at home. People too. tired of being people at home. TikToks. People tired of being at home. Uh, you know, our president's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not. It's, it wasn't the time for this. Yeah. Especially for black people. Yeah. You know, we we've been kicked. You know, I'm finna post something on Instagram in two days. I've been holding it. Yeah. But I'm talking to Trump. I'm talking to everybody. You know, black people should be paid like the Indians. It's our race been through more shit than anybody. Why hasn't no fucking president say, why are the black America, why are they not compensated? You know, why haven't a, no, we just, our wealth been taken from us. We was hanged. Our wealth was stolen from us millions. We're still, our kids are dying today. Black families should be compensated. Why no motherfucking president never said that even Obama? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. The Indians, we built it. We <laughs> the damn Indians. I know, bro. The Indians deserve for the blacks. That's Everybody true. must be blind. That's true. Man. I won't know why a motherfucking promoter, not a promoter, I'm thinking about my bag. I won't know why all these people who interview the presidents, all these people be behind these damn cameras. Why y'all never ask? Do you, Mr. Mr. Trump, do you feel the blacks should be compensated for what they've been through in their life? I don't know why no president never asked that. Yeah. We've been fucked over, man. We've been fucked over. Kicked in the ass. Hanged. Oh, made to also do uh, plays and stuff they didn't want to do. Remember that? Bro, it's bad, bro. Like, the blacks done been through it more than anybody, bro. It, it, any race will tell you that. Nobody has been done like the blacks. We deserve to be compensated every motherfucking month. Yeah. Every motherfucking month, black families should be compensated. So do you do, like? What do you even know what an amount like that would look like? I don't know, yeah. but if you got trillions for walls, you got trillions for us. Yeah. We don't make up that much of the population. Yeah, we don't make over half of it. You got money for us if you got money for walls. They shred money up and throw that shit away every year. You can give it to us blacks yeah. who've been down and kicked and hanged. How hard he did say hanged a lot too, but I feel you though. Yeah, because that was a hanging. Yeah. Yeah. When, you, when you hang somebody, you put something on their neck and you cut off their oxygen till there's no life left. That was a modern day hanging. Yeah. Put, you put something on somebody's neck and you squeeze it. I got this in a post. I'm posting on it. That was a hanging. When you, when you hang somebody, you put something on their neck until there's no response. Yeah. It was no response for two minutes. That's an extra hanging. After they <laughs> hang and they do this, boom. They'll take them off. You let him hang for two extra minutes. That was a modern day lynching. He should get the death penalty. Yeah. Do they have the death penalty? I wonder in that state. Third degree murder. That ain't shit. He won't. He won't do five years. You know. What's the top degree you can get? First. First degree. And what is manslaughter? Manslaughter is in some states it carried five years. In some states it carried twenty. In some states, and that shit don't carry nothing. That's probation. You Damn. get probation. Damn. That shit, if your first, then he a police officer. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and then they wouldn't go even arrest the other police other officers. Other guys, too, yeah. That's crazy. If, 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 if like, like, like that girl say, if four black people go kill somebody, and all of them in the car, all of them get that murder charge. Yep. You know, I don't care if one shot, I don't care if one, all of them get that murder charge. Yeah, for the beef. Even if they was in the car. 
You know, not on camera. Yeah. They're on camera. Right. You know, so it shows racism also. Right. It shows racism towards cops. That's why I don't I don't I don't feel sorry that they burning this motherfucker down. I think they actually need to burn this bitch down till we get our compensation. Yeah. That'd be nice. Every yeah. family in black, we burn this bitch down today, we get compensation. Hey, fuck it. You, That'd be worth it. Like, I say about five thousand a month to every family. Yeah. Do you feel like one of the biggest things that plagues the black community is just not having find the finances? I don't know, man. I, I think I think we need to build our own economy. That's why I think we can we had a move right now with the rise and shit. We can build our own economy. We need to get the billionaires together. Yeah, y'all should own more of your shit. We, we should, should build own. our own economy, make our own music. Yeah. We should build out to our own banks. Yep. You know, uh, same thing what they did with Black Wall Street back in the days in, in Tulsa, yeah, Oklahoma. I, I, yeah, I know that they, they <coughs> what happened? They burned they, it down. Yeah, they burned it down, took everything. You know, and we, and the black, those black people, all those black people were worth millions of dollars. That will be billions today. Right. So uh, we probably need to start our own economy, man. E economy, our, our own foods, our own Amazon, and everybody get together and make, it, make our own economy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even I if agree. we got to, even if we got to get fronted from, somebody else yeah but we can start do. we can we can start our own economy our own state you know and and yeah and other, see how much they miss us and we can and we can put a real hole in their pocket yeah because we run the fashion we run all this shit you know the black people run the fashion a lot of we, stuff. we want we want we we bro <laughs> yeah. even white people want to look like us okay i agree you with know that, real man. shit especially if they're 14 or 15 come years on 14 old, 15 years old you yeah. know they the they're, oh, they're, I wanted to be Ice Cube. I remember writing Ice Cube on my cheek before I go to school, bro. That's how much I wanted to be. And I wanted to be like every, every, when you see that, that fashion with that rap shit, yeah. it attracts you, man. Even if you don't know the music. Yeah. You want the jacket. You want yeah. the Michael Jackson the jacket. socks hat. You want, you know. Yeah. So we can make it. It's, it's just. It's the ownership. It's, too. it's the ownership. That's what it is. Yeah. So I was saying, I was thinking, I, I thought, I was talking about this with my pro scrim guy who I, who I do pro scrim with and, uh. It's a gaming company, and uh, first we would have to buy the land. That's what we have to do first. We would have to buy the land. You know, they got they got a lot of cheap land out there, but we have to buy land, man. We have people doing it. Tyler Perry has that huge place in Atlanta. He has that huge studio. Yeah, I mean, that place is huge. But that's huge. for movies, right? But you, I'm talking about for life, right? I'm talking about sending our kids to school, sending our kids, making making them business minded right. to be rich. Not just for film, I'm talking about a life, right. a whole state of life, livelihood. black life, livelihood, yeah. our own fucking tomato, everything. Yeah. And we will hurt the world, man. We will hurt the world. We will hurt the world. And we and once we do that, we probably can start our own laws. Cause they got motherfucking towns, they got hick towns in these states that own their own land, that they police station have their own laws. Yeah. And we will have we buy the fucking land and we have our own laws. It's just black people don't 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 want to put it together like that. That's how I would feel. We always against each other instead of with each other. Do you think that that could start to change some? Do you think that that think is getting is. better? I think we're gonna get stronger now. Yeah. Because cause, cause I've been going places everywhere I've been going. People been like, you know, like my black brother. Like, bro, like, I just feel like we getting stronger. Well, You, you know, it. people starting to care more about our black people. Yeah. And we starting to care about us more. Yeah. Well, you do a good example, I feel like, uh, I mean, with the chips, the cologne. I mean, everything you try to, 
I feel like lead by an example of your work ethic and the way that you create your own infrastructure for yourself. You know, everything is that has to do with you, it feels like runs through you and that gives you control over it. Right. Um, do you, where do you feel like you got that kind of biz, that kind of business mind? Because I have a problem with Hollywood too. It's one of the reasons why I started our own studio, right? Uh, because so we can make our own stuff. I don't right. like, I don't like a, a company that I don't even know these motherfuckers mm-hmm. owning a part of me, telling me how I can look, how I can behave. Right. Um, right. and, th- and we've prospered, man. Like we sell right. out tickets. I mean, I sell, we did, I did a world tour last year. You know, I'm not bragging, but we did it on our own. Um, because I don't like somebody owning, I don't like somebody owning a piece of me. I don't like somebody exploiting me. Right. Uh, so I can only imagine kind of the level that that feels like on a, um, to a black person, you know? Right, right. It, it, you um, know, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people look at my hustle and they value it, you know, because I ain't letting motherfuckers get over on me. You know, I know I know what I can do. I know, you know, so everything I'm in, I got ownership. It's not one thing I'm in that I don't have ownership. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not no promoter. Nigga, I'm not finna promote your brand or clothes, you know, unless it's on Instagram. You right. Know, but that's different. Like that's that. a business. That's a business. You know, I get paid for that too. But, uh, nah, it's, I gotta have ownership because, uh, you know, once you sell it, you know, I guess nothing. You might want to sell it today, and I guess nothing. So I gotta have ownership. Yeah, that's just how I am, and and I'm in a position to do that. You know, I get money. I drop a CD every month. I out married money, and I'm I'm independent. Yeah. So you know, I'm in a. I don't gotta take a couple crumbs from nobody because I'm already self-made. Right. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it, it 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 feels good when your check's coming to you. Yeah. And, and nobody of, else have to pay you. Do you feel sometimes, because this is a side effect of my, the way I operate, I do feel, sometimes I feel left out by the mainstream. Do you ever feel that? Yeah, always. I always been, they've always tried to put me out of the mainstream. Boosie made it to the mainstream because Boosie made it to the mainstream. You know, I came out, I was 14, you know, 15 years old, 98. I didn't get on BET to 04, 03, yeah. 04. So, I you know. I, now, though. I'm talking now. I mean, I feel like you've taken on a whole different. I mean, it's, you're a, a you gotta understand. Now. You got to understand. The way, the way I've came home and turned into an entrepreneur and five, six different things. People in higher places. People in higher places don't want me on side of them. I'm a threat to motherfuckers. I got to help myself. By me having ownership and shit, it's not like that. Nobody's going to help you like that. Yeah, because they could be jealous. You know, they, they, you don't get help from motherfuckers who, who can really help you. Mm-mm. You know, you, you're not going to get that because they know you're a threat to them. You know, and I and I feel like that in so many ways. You know, I'm left out a lot of shit, but I don't dick ride. Right. You know, yeah, I, don't, I don't climb. I don't need. You anybody. know, I, I don't want anybody else's help. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't need to hang to get to get nothing. Yeah. If it don't come to me, God ain't God ain't make it for me. That's how I feel. So uh, I'm just you know I'm just I'm just boosting, man, and they yeah. and, and they can't stop it, and um. 
once you got a following and once you got a I got a cult following. People love me. It's crazy, bro. Dude, there were times you know? when I even would get, I'd be like, I, I, there was a little, well, I'll be honest, I didn't love you anymore, bro. And yeah. then I fucking re-loved you. Yeah. So, bro. Like, you could be loved twice, man. Like, that's how much, that's how, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, that is how, I think that's a sense of attraction that you have to fans, you know, is that they could be like, nah, and then they'll be like, oh, all right, yeah. The truth is, as folks adapt to this changing world, we're all going to be buying more stuff online. Think about the things you've been getting online. A chair, an, a, a light bulb, a, a toothbrush, a butterscotch, anything. Well, if you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of this new delivery culture? Well, you can be ready with ShipStation. Why ShipStation? Because when you're selling online, you're getting a lot of orders fast, and it can be tough. How do you keep track of who gets what? Which shipping carrier should you use? Are you getting the best rates? That's why you need ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. No matter if you're using Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It works with all the major carriers, USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. And right now, this past weekend listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code T-H-E-O. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. That's the new culture. You can get started at ShipStation.com today. Support the podcast. Go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Theo. That's ShipStation.com and enter the code Theo. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Support the podcast. Thank you so much. And now back to the episode. We got a question right here from this fucking white guy. Theo Sabuzi. What up? Jordan coming out from Portland. Had a question about Takashi Six Nine actually. So, the fact that he just got out of prison from from being a snitch and everything, do you think it's right that if you know if people kind of like a new song, to support it and get it to like high on the Billboard charts, or do you think the community should just stop fucking with them all together? Uh, now he's not live either. It's just a video he sent in. Okay, I don't really want um. I don't really want to comment on Takashi Six Nine right now. Uh, does he remind you of him when you? Does he remind you of you when you were young at all? Nah, you know, like I wouldn't fake it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. You know, when I was young until this day, I'm still the same person. You like I'm, I'm built like that. You know, so I wouldn't. You know, I don't really want to comment on Takashi Six Nine. Cool. Cause uh, you know, it ain't it ain't worth it. You know. Uh, you know, he you know, I don't really want to comment on, on like I certain situation I don't comment on because I'm not none of the dudes he you know, he right, getting you're not, involved he's not with. with you. Yeah, you're not yeah, in his world. Yeah, I don't I, like I'm boosted. I don't get no clout from beefing with six nine, bro. Like that don't that don't go together. Yeah. Like I don't get no nothing, no cool points for that. Yeah, yeah. So uh Who is uh <laughs> That yeah, ain't gonna look right, bro. So, and I'm not them other dudes. Like, I'm serious, bro. Like, Nick, will you fix this mic? Yeah. I'm serious. 
I just want to make sure it's up. Yeah, that's it right there. That thing. You need to come out with them boosty Viagras, bro. What about that? I'm working on it. Them hitters, bro. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know? Because, dude, I used to get the ones at the gas station. The first ones they came out with had, like, a picture of a horse on the package. Yeah. And they would make my nose bleed, bro. They wouldn't even make my dick hard. Yeah. And I would keep taking them, man, because I thought, oh, maybe I didn't take enough. I'm working on some shit. Real herbs, bro. Like, real herbs. B.A.D.s. Badass dick pills. Yeah. Yeah, Damn, bro. yeah, but we promoting them for the younger generation. Yeah, you know, that's for, I'm, I'm promoting them for the, the the rappers having three bitches a night and yeah. got to get back to their bitch trying to get up. Oh. So I'm promoting for, you know. For the traveling man. For yeah. the traveling yeah, man, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, the casino man. Yeah. You know. Dude, I think, I think, man, I, I never, actually I hooked up with one black girl one time, but I've always been a little bit, a lot of the black women, it seem like they fuck back if you try to fuck them, you know. Right, like they, like sometimes if you fucking, it seems like you're fucking them, but sometimes they fuck back a little, you right. know. Do you right. think that? Uh, like they seem like more. I don't know what I'm trying to say. So you saying white women are more missionary? Like it's a little more docile. Like I feel like yeah, it's more like you petting something, you know. Whereas I, I, I guess my concern, <laughs> not concern, but I, yeah, if I'm having sex with a black girl, then I feel like damn, she's gonna. <laughs> it's more like wrestling like more like she's gonna really fuck me you know black girl like to ride that dick damn bro Oof. Yeah, sounds... black girl like to fuck cause you know uh, she don't want you to say after you I fucked the shit out you she gonna be like you know they got a little Damn. Pride with them. Yeah, they got some pride with them. Yeah, yeah more white girls like to just be slayed and fucked ooh honey you fucked this shit out yeah well, Throw something on me, spill something on me. Yeah, you know? spill a Gatorade on me, spit on me. Some black girls got a little pride to where they ask you, "Was that pussy good?" You know. Damn. Yeah. Really? That's why she was throwing it on you like that. <sighs> Makes me a little nervous. I got to get out there more. I think. Yeah, you got to get out there. No more. Come up some of my parties, man. Really? Yeah, man. Well, I did hear though. That's another thing, Big Baby said that you had the wildest parties, man. Yeah. The yep, wildest. Yeah, man. Yeah. He said, wildest, bro. Maj I mean, everything, bro. Yeah, it be going down, man. I, I like to have a good time, bro. I like to have a good time, and I like fun girls. Yeah. And I like to see... It's, it's really about showing everybody else a good time. Yeah. That's, That's what fun, huh? When yeah. you're walking around, everybody When everybody is just everybody having a good time, everybody like... Yeah. Motherfucker, I love you. This is <laughs> the best shit ever. So that's what I get out of it, you know? Yeah. I, that's what I get out of it. Um, the, uh, there was something you talked about a little while ago about like sometimes I notice even, you know, growing up in a poor white environment, like a lot of times they don't, uh, you know, you feel like you don't, um, you feel like you don't exist sometimes, you know, because there's a, there's a lot, I feel like, the, and, and I didn't grow up in like a redneck place, you know, I didn't grow up in like, uh, like my mother, my mother was an educated woman, you know, like she's a hard worker but we weren't like country you know like we weren't like rebel flags or like uh you know fish and that we just we're just kind of regular people you know right um and sometimes it feels like when you're in a community in a poor environment that the hardest thing about the environment is the environment itself right you know it's your it's your neighbors even though if they are your friends they sometimes people don't want to see you leave people don't want to see you change what do you think some of the tougher things in a black environment that uh that make it the toughest to 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 leave it you know to get out of uh, it? 
something really got to happen to you for you to leave it. Because when you get money, most times you're not leaving where you at unless something really happened. You know, I, I had that problem. You know, I used to feel like, you know, I ain't going nowhere. This is my city. You know, ain't nobody, I, ain't, I don't care what's going on, you know. And a lot of people have that frame of mind, and it's the wrong frame of mind. As soon as you get money, you got to go because uh. Because you've changed. The one who wanted to fight you, now he want to kill you. Right. Um, the police who didn't know you, he want to arrest you. Because uh, people have something to gain by getting something over on you now. Right, 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 right. And uh, and you get hatred from the people who went to school with you, uh, who feel like they had. And, when, and those people shouldn't hate when they had the same chance as you. Right. But it's better to go to another city where you'll get loved, you know, duck off in a nice spot and work on your career. Because uh, I said over many, many times that most people get killed in their own city. And uh, it's just sad, you know, it's a dangerous job as a rapper. Is it? We got the, I feel like we got the most dangerous job in the world. Yeah, because nobody want to kill a comedian, you know. Nobody, nobody want to kill a comedian. Nobody thinking I'm gonna gun this motherfucker. Nobody, down. Just, yeah, yeah. If you don't hit this punchline, I'm taking a sword to this motherfucker. You know, uh, nobody want to kill a hockey player. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, you know. Hey, that's true, man. But yeah. do you get scared them putting music out, or ha do you ever get worried that one of your past songs created such a like a I'm a dog, you know that. That it ins that it might have inspired somebody enough to be a fucking killer, and now they're gonna come. In. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever uh, worry that your music could inspire, like, like some John Lennon shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you could be the Black John Lennon, man. Uh, <laughs> that's not, dude, that's a uh, good song name, Black John Lennon. <laughs> hey, but I I don't know. Uh, dude, he was on a bicycle and somebody shot him. I think. I just hate that. Uh, you know. Uh, so many of my fans who come up on my music are dead now. And is there, a, I mean, I know in the, the black community is just, a, I mean, this is obviously just from my perception. It's more, it seems more dangerous, you know? It yeah. seems more dangerous. Um, is it exciting, though, sometimes when it's more dangerous? Like, white, white community is, you're going to be fine, kind of, probably. Like, you're going to have breakfast and shit's probably going to be okay, you know? It's normal. It's not exciting. It's normal. Like, violence is normal. Things that happen in the hood, it's, it's really normal because it's been happening since you were a kid. Right. So, uh, if you see somebody murdered at 8, 9, 10, all through your life, when you get 17... Uh, you're not going to have much respect for life, probably. You're going to have different perceptions of things. Yeah, it... it, it Either it gonna turn you all the way away, or all the way to it. That's the perfect thing. Yeah. As in the hood, cause you uh, once 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 your friend, once somebody get murdered close to you, you feel you can do it, even you, if you didn't, if, even if you didn't do it before. You that's mean just you can take somebody's feel. life? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how hood babies are like. Once somebody takes something you love, you feel you can do it because uh, you've seen you it didn't done. seen it. It's right there. You know, it, you, you, it's like an automatic. Yeah. You know? And wow, that's sad, interesting. But, you know? That's interesting. So, yeah, and if that's been going on for, for such a long time, then, of course, that feeling is going to be in people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like generations. Like eye for eye. Yeah. Damn. Like eye for eye. That's heavy, man. That's intense shit. Uh, we got a video, Nick, the two that came in. Mm-hmm. Here comes somebody right here, this gentleman. What up, Boosie? What up, Theo? I got a debate for y'all. Raising Canes or Chick-fil-A? Raising Canes? Gang, gang, go Tigers. Gang, bro. Damn, dog. Raising Cane, duh. What? Raising Cane, duh. I don't think so, bro. Damn, Chick fil A. Raising Cane. Bro, you tell me you got. LSU. <laughs> oh, me- my God. No comparison. You tell me you make it through the Atlanta airport without hitting a Chick-fil-A, showing up at the counter, seeing the beautiful fucking girls that work at the counter. Admit it. They got the best looking women that work at the counter. You know when I started eating Chick-fil-A? Huh? When I came home from prison, flying in airports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You fly Delta, do you? Yeah. yeah. So I, I I, was raised on raised. It's no other chicken finger. That was the other first other chicken. Fi- I never ate his Zaxby's. Yeah, I still Zaxby's, ain't bro. ate that. Zaxby's, man. I still ain't ate that shit uh-huh. in that land. I looked at it. Uh-huh. I say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tell me this the new raisin cane. I looked at it. I say hell no. Because <laughs> I was raised on raisin cane. Like yeah. since the first ones in Louisiana. Like I was raised there. Yeah. But dude, Chick-fil-A, man, you get that little chicken sandwich, you open that bitch up, it's in that foil, bruh. That thing looking at you like a little newborn baby, got that pickle on its I back. I done ate it before, but I just don't like them soggy-ass pickles. All right. Y'all got them soggy-ass pickles. The ice cream pretty good. Damn, okay. The fucking nuggets too small. <laughs> One of those nuggets is three McDonald's nuggets. Now, come on, I'll fire Chick-fil-A ass up. Now, I like Chick-fil-A, but they ain't messing with no Raisin Cane, though. And there you go, man. I think you got it. I think you got your answer, man. Um, what was something else that I wanted to ask you about? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's a different game now. Before you were incarcerated and now, the the rap game, does it feel different? It feels softer from a, just a listener's perspective. Do you feel like it's a different, it's different? Uh, it's different as far as music-wise. It's not about who rhyming, who spitting lyrics, who the hardest as far as that. It's not about that. It's just about who make the best song yeah. that people like now. You know, the flowing and all that, that's deceased. That shit is mostly deceased. It's just harmonizing now. Yeah. Like Bruno Mars, you like him? It's just, yeah, yeah. It's I good, like, huh? Yeah, I like Bruno. It's just harmonizing now. It's not about, you know, people don't have time to sit down and listen. People in their phones now. Yeah. People used to. They used to have albums with all the lyrics on them. Yeah, remember on you the know, inside? All the lyrics on the them? inside and shit. Yeah. It's not about that no more. People don't have time. They just want to hear this hook and vibe. They don't have time to even really listen to what you're saying. Most people don't even know what the rapper's talking about. That's true. You know, yeah, a lot of times. So hip hop has changed. You just got to change with it. Do you feel like you could see yourself at one day having like a, some ballads or maybe doing that Boosie Christmas album? Come on, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I did a Christmas album you last did? year. Yeah, I did a, I got a Christmas album out nine. It's crazy. Is it? It's crazy. So, uh, man, uh, music is power. You know, uh, music was this is what crossed over racism. Yeah. You know, it, people people be talking about sports and all this shit. Music, music is you can't leave. People can't. Some people can't live without music. Yeah. Music crossed over white people accepting black people. Music. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., James Brown. Yeah. Elvis- Marvin Gaye. And Elvis Presley, the guy that wrote Elvis Presley's songs, I'm not sure who he was, but uh, 
some guys out of Memphis, I think, that wrote some of his uh, early hits. Sid uh, Tepper. What's his name? Sid Tepper. Sid Tepper. Do you think that, uh, but you can see yourself having a ballad album one day, you get a little bit older, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see. I could do it now. But I'm talking weight, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah, I can see it. Music is fun to me. Is it? It's fun to me. I like to do it, you know, like, you know, I like to do it. You know, I like to do it. I like to show my greatness with music. Uh, I'm just on the independent level now. Do you feel like... um... Like, you know, I work as a comedian. I've had a, it's been a long road. It's been like 17 years maybe working. And the past three years have been, started to be good. You know, I've started to reap like earnings from my work, you know. Uh, do And sometimes I wonder if it's really something that I did or do I think that I just was given a gift. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like. You're a chosen one. Do you ever feel that about yourself? Do you ever yeah. think. Everybody has, everybody is chosen ones. God make people to be the chosen ones. To do certain things. Yeah. Some people, you, you pick to be a boss. You pick to be an underboss. God pick you for these things. Yeah. You know, everybody not made to be the man. You know, you was picked. To, God gave you these gifts so you can, you know, you were picked. Simple as that. You had other people who probably had way more talent than you but died on the way. Yeah. You were picked. Do you... Uh... If there was something else, you ever look at another job, and it could be any type of job, a small job, a big job, a quiet job, a loud job. Do you ever look at another job and think, oh, man, that, that's something you feel inside you like, oh, that's something that I would have been, I would have liked to do. Besides what I'm doing yeah. now? Even, even if it wasn't a great whatever job. Whatever I would have did, I would have ran it. Yeah? My mom always told me that. Did she really? I ran, I've been running my clique since three, four years old. <laughs> I've been the leader of the of my clique in every clique since the playground. Since the beginning, yeah. Since the whatever I would have did, you're a leader. I would have I would have led. Yeah. And that, anybody can tell you in my project, I've been the leader since birth. Like so, whatever I would have did, I don't know what it was. You know, if I would have played basketball, I would have been a point guard. Right. You know, if I, I would have been a CEO at a corporation. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel because I always, I know how to bring people together. Right. And I know how to make people make money, too. Yeah. Um, Who was big? When I was when I was in college, Taurus Bright was big. Do you remember him? Yeah, Taurus Bright scored 70-something points. Yeah. Him and Chris Duhon yeah, played yeah. against each other at Salmon and Slidell. Oh, I would have liked to see it. was the biggest thing in the state, man. I would have liked to see that, though. It was the biggest thing. And yeah. Taurus was the nicest guy, too, man. I used to see him in New Orleans sometimes. He worked at the Sheraton for a while, too. Oh, okay. After basketball. Oh, okay. You you watch LSU basketball? Nah, yeah, I watch it now. My yeah. nephew played for LSU. Really? Yeah, Javante Smart. Oh, really? Yeah. That's your nephew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with them short-ass shorts? Yeah. Yeah, man, he's good, bro. Yeah. I thought he did better the year before. I think he'll get back to doing good yeah, again. I think, yeah, he, then he working hard right now. Yeah, we we, we finna get him now. Yeah. You know, he just had this shit with the NCAA and all that shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Him and Coach Wade both had it. Yeah. Tremont Waters was great, though, wasn't he? You know what I'm talking about? The little point guard? The light skin. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays in Maine now. He plays on like a triple A team. But damn, he was good. Yeah. But I think last year they didn't use Javante correctly, really. I think they had him playing, I don't know if the year before, sometimes they, they let him, they had him bringing the ball up sometimes. I, I like it better when he. On the wing. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he serviced, he just, his skill set was better. Yeah. I think he's still going to have some good seasons though. Oh, that's crazy, man. I don't know that was your cousin. Yeah. Um, 
I, want, I just want to correct the guy who wrote for Elvis Presley that was black was Otis Blackwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sid Tepper was a white guy. I just wanted to correct that. Otis Blackwell. Uh, I always felt like that black people didn't get scared. Like I've always felt like when I was young, like I would felt like sometimes I would get scared and my black friends would not get scared. Like they wouldn't, they just didn't have like the same they didn't feel fear or something the same way that white people did. Does that does that make any sense to you? Do you think? Right, because this is a different upbringing. It's a different upbringing, you know. Most times it's a different upbringing than than y'all household. You know, you know our whoopings are different. Right, right, right. right you know, right, right. so if you get beat by your dad at, uh, you know, your mom beat your ass with a switch. Your mom, our moms beat our ass. So fighting you, uh, some some that's that's not shit. Right. You know, we feel our mothers and fathers more than anything in the streets. That's right. fun. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, that would be a thing, man. I would feel like if I got in a fight with a black kid, I'd be like, damn, I'm scared and he's about to fucking have fun. And that was a scary feeling, yeah, you know. Yeah, because that, that, it, it's like that. You know, we go out there to, to do that shit. <laughs> so, uh, we, it, it's different, man. It's different. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like music like a lot of music has violence in it, you know, it has right. energy. It has talking about the streets, places you grew up. Right. Do you feel like that contributes to like black on black crime? Like it contributes to young men, you know, uh, in some, in some ways I can't say it doesn't, but in some ways, but, uh, it also, it, it, it also take care of millions of black families. Music moguls and music take care of millions of black families. Right. So it, so it evens out, but it's up here as far as success. It's a way for us to tell our story. Right. Now we make the money that only the country singers told their stories on the porch. Now we tell our stories on the porch. Yeah. They're just different. Right. And we can't blame us for telling our stories because we was put in these situations. Right. You know, this, this country put us in these situations. So, you know, music made us an opportunity to get get money right. and get rich and get respected. Yeah. So uh us talking our life ain't no different than a country singer talking about what's going on a, on a porch, somebody breaking somebody's heart, drinking a beer, right. woody woo, that that, that <laughs> motherfucker fucked my, my cousin, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, he fucked this cousin, he got shot. Yeah. So it's just a little <laughs> just a couple of exclamation points on it. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Shit. He got shot. Um, what was something from when you were young that you missed, like just being a kid? What was something that you missed? Because I hate getting older, man. I hate it, bro. I hate it, man. Uh, like, I used to miss, like... Dude, I used to miss at school you would go and remember you would have a girl, maybe you had a crush on her or something, and just like how I like how I would behave around her at school, like scared to be by her. Just fucking doing I don't really miss much because it was I don't really miss the struggle. Really? You know, I I, I I I miss I miss everybody hanging out there in front of my grandmother's house. You know, like family, you know, that's what I miss the most, the hanging. That's why every time I go to Louisiana, I do the same thing that I did when I was a teenager. Yeah. Throw barbecues and, you know, because that's what I miss. 
Oh, you I have miss, all kind of shit, man. You're like, I need anybody that does fucking man, surf snowballs. Yeah, like I need you. I here. miss that. I miss being that little kid and one one you know accent. I, I miss I, I love that feeling of the biggest drug dealer giving me twenty dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. You know, that made my whole week. So I, I go back and I do things that I always wanted to see. You know, I and, and, and that's special to me. I, I'm, I'm living somewhat of my childhood as an, up, as an adult. Right. I'm the king now. Yeah. You know, uh, I know how it felt when that little kid was just looking at me, you know, and he just stared and I just stare at him. I know not to do that from how that affected me looking at the big time. I see what you're saying. Does he like me? I didn't know he just looked at me. Right. So I, what's up, little nigga? Why are you looking at me? What's up? Right. Break that ice. I break that ice. I, I, I never let, because that one time I looked at, at, at one of the bosses like that. I was just looking at, he was fresh as fuck. But he looked at me like. What the fuck? And just turned his head, you know, and uh, that stuck with me for like four years. Because you're, like, you're thinking, what does he think? Is no, he about like two, because he ended up giving me some money a couple years after that. But that stuck with me with Big Kenny. Yeah. It stuck with me, bro, because I ain't know. What he thought? You thought maybe he, he th didn't like me? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So I, I break that ice when I'm, when I see them kids doing it. I yeah. always What's do going that. on, little man? Yeah. What up, man? What's up, yeah. man? What you want to holler at me? Yeah. You want to take a picture? Come on. Yeah. You know, because them the ones who really, they care. Yeah. Something on their heart, you know? Yeah, and let that change his mindset. Then he's not, he don't leave wondering, okay, how does that man feel? Right. Does somebody not accept right. me? Right, he leaves saying, man, boost the cool people. Yeah, and it's okay for me to inquire and be curious yeah. without getting shut down. Yeah, because that, that could dramatize a kid. That's real, yeah. Um, Your kids have a different, uh, uh, different life. Your kids have had a different life than you had growing up. Right. Do sometimes... They don't have the same hustle. They don't. No. It's just, and there's nothing you can do about it because no, because so much is given to them. It's crazy, isn't that crazy, bro? Yeah. They don't, they don't have, they don't have nearby the same hustle. And you can't recreate you can't, that. You can't name ten percent of the kids under fifteen who are saving money. Yeah, you can't name them, bro. You know because it's different. It's different. You know you you can't name kids who you can't name too many. You know it, people, everything is right here in their hand. Yeah. They don't have to go for nothing. They want to know if a girl like them. It's right you know, there. They want to find out about a a job. They want to ask something. It's for something. right there. You yeah. know, it, it's different. You know, and I feel like that disabled kids disable a lot of athletes in the world also because of a lot of kids don't want to go out and play. They just want to sit right here. Well, oh uh, yeah. Well, they got that playing Fortnite. You know, if you was raised in the eighties and nineties, you had to be, had to be outside. outside. Yeah, your fun had to come from outside. Yeah, you had to make it. You had to make it. Yeah. Now you know, it's all right here. Now now everything is all right here. They look like creatures almost when they get locked in. Right, right. You didn't yeah. have to go really study the spelling test and all. You just pull it up. Yeah. And, you know. Do you, isn't it interesting though how you can't recreate that for them? You can't, it's like, it's weird. Once you get a generation of wealth, it's, there's something that it does negatively. Negatively. To the next generation. Yes. Isn't that crazy, bro? Yes, that's crazy. Could I be. was just watching that on a show on, on American Greed, what happened to with some shit just like that yeah. because we give it to them, but we didn't. That, you see, that's what happened with my with my couple of my kids. I gave it to them. So 
two, three thousand is not a lot of money to them. Right. They blow through that shit. That's crazy. You know, so I'm raising my 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 other generation of kids, mm -hmm. my nine, 10, 11 year old, every day I go to work. Every day I'm in Atlanta, I go to work, they gotta get up and go to work with me. If we shooting videos, they gotta have the props, they gotta be working. Right. And this is every day. If they got they gotta check in at my door at 7:30. Yeah. This set, I'm gonna make them work for everything. Right. I paid them $150 a day when they go work with me. Nice. I told them, you stay with your daddy in the summer, that's $17,000 down <laughs> a piece yeah. for you. Yeah. And this is instilled in their head now. That's how you make money you work. That's how you make money you work. Right. So when they get 16, they not go, it gonna be like a sin to ask me for money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, gonna, they gonna be so, so on stack. And, and once you get to seeing those bands stack, yeah. My boys fell in love with it. My boys, they say, Daddy, I made $1,200. In eight days, I done made 12. You know. It's exciting. It's exciting. But if we just, and just give it to them, they would never know the worth. It's crazy, though. Isn't it crazy? Because you would think, though. You, you would think they would have the same as carry. you. It doesn't carry. It but doesn't. Really interesting, man. Yeah, because my brother and I, when we were growing up, we didn't have anything. But now my brother's worked really hard in Baton Rouge. He has a tree cutting company. And uh, and now he has kids. They have a different life, you know. And as part of it, it's exciting. You think you would have had that if y'all would have had rich parents? No, I wouldn't be the same person. I would never have been a comedian. Because I had to be a comedian to defend myself. The only thing I had when I was young was my words, you know. Like I couldn't have, we didn't have the extra stuff. But words right. were mine. You couldn't. <clears throat> words I had they came from me right like anybody could have something else you could have the new the Reebok pumps whatever you could have all the shit but my words were mine you know and so when it came to humor or words then I said oh this is my weapon because nobody can control if I have this or not I wake up with my words every day right so that's why I think I got into doing stand up because oh this I can do this no, everybody has this but if I master it, then it's like, uh, I don't know, it's me showing them. I'm gonna show them, you know? Even if I didn't have some of the same things, look, I'm gonna make the most of, of what I do have, you know, my right. words. Right, right. Um, I just wish it, I just I just wish it would just carry on. I know, man, it's crazy, but, it hey, doesn't. It, and it's almost sad to see it not carry on. Cause, cause you're they're like, watching you. Yeah, but, but they, they, right. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, are you the bad influence? It's weird. It's weird. Like, it's weird, man. Like, do they see how hard I'm working for this shit? Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It's, it's interesting to see if they recognize. Um. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you watch UFC or no? Nah, nah. But I'm finna start my own. Uh, you you got to start watching. I'm man. finna start my own backyard uh, cross <laughs> the really? track fights. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, really? Yeah, I'm just going through the lawyers we'll put right now. Nick in one, man. We're <laughs> just going through the lawyers right now, bro. Uh, I got my logo together. Yeah. It's going through the lawyers right now. Uh, we Every every place got to cross the track. So we're going to be setting up by train tracks. I just got the steel gate. Wow. I got the steel gate. Uh, got all my paperwork together. And I'm going to do uh, five fights in each city. $1,250 a piece. Yeah. Uh, the winner get two fifty. Yeah. Uh, start it out. Start out that lead. Start it out, and, and, and I'm finna, you know, it gonna be my another YouTube. Uh, no, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about? Then it gonna be funny because I'm gonna be 
the fucking the commentator, Joe Rogan. I'm the commentator. Yeah. So I'm gonna be, be like, going off. This motherfucker over here. Yeah. yeah. And, and how mine is, you gotta get dropped five times. Oh damn, bro. Come a on, TKO man. is five oh, times. Damn, bro. The only way the fight can stop is five rounds. Five. The only way this, the fight keeps on going throughout the fifth round if you haven't been knocked <laughs> down five times are you out cold. What the? That's the only way the fight stops. Well, you know some people are going to pretend they out cold to not get back up, though. Well, <laughs> your, your ass got you got to drop five times or be out cold. <laughs> we going to kill it, bro. Cross the track street, bro. I like it, man. Hell yeah. Yo, we'll fucking put White Nick in the one, man. I'm <laughs> ready. I'm ready, man. Mike, you know you need 1250. <laughs> <laughs> 1250, that's nice yeah. to kick somebody oh, ass. Oh, man, I go out there. Now, what if you lose? What do you get, 50? You get 250. Oh, for losing? 50, yeah, $1,500 oh, bet. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'd even lose for 250, man. Yeah, man, get your ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, get your ass whooped. That's why I gotta be five times. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's why we struck five times or your ass out cold. You gotta be out cold. <laughs> Dude, you gotta let, I wanna be a referee for some of the matches. Man, too. that's hard, yeah. dog. That's hard. <laughs> then we send it viral. We gotta connect with this shit. <laughs> I'm serious, man. We gotta connect. Let you be a referee, clown of this shit, there, man. Or a comedian. <laughs> Are you out, motherfucker? <laughs> Come on, man. You not out, man. Get back up. You uh, not out. Hell yeah, man. I, I see you peeking. Um, hell yeah. What about Boosie coffins? That's the thing I always wanted to see, and I'm shocked you don't do that. Coffins? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like people going to heaven, you know, like a coffin, you know. I never thought of it. Cause I feel like you kind of have you represent a little bit of like this. That's fucking spooky. Kind of thuggish elegance, though. I don't want no stuff. I ain't put. I don't want nothing with coffee. Come on, man. Speakers in the inside, bro. Somebody just going straight to heaven, bro. Yeah, no. Well, what are they gonna do when they go under the ground? They gonna pull us out? Huh? <laughs> oh, well, ain't no motherfucking thing under that ground. <laughs> that's a bad investment. <laughs> All right, that might be bad. Last question: What is some? I know. Fucking black people do some wild investments. What's one of the wildest investments you ever got in or somebody tried to get you into, man? Uh, Something wild, bro. A child. Yeah, a girl, Instagram model, she just was like, Boosie, you a good daddy. Let's just have a baby and we not gonna have no, like you can do whatever the fuck you want, but me and you will make a cute baby like, no strings attached. Like, I just want a baby with you. You take. I was like, Did you get it? No. No. Because then she'll come for money, probably. I just. It was just too much. Yeah. Like we never even talked. Damn. <laughs> like we. Like I didn't comment on the Instagram. Like I never. Like we had no. She just <laughs> fucked me up. Like, I want to have a child with you. Like, I know you're gonna take care of your baby. I know you don't give a fuck about. What women do? I don't care. I was like, no. That's Hell a, no. Yeah, that's a bad investment. Bad investment. Yeah. I said no. <laughs> I said no. Um, I don't know what else I got, man. I, I really appreciate your time, man. I've just always been a fan, and I, and I really admire your work ethic, man. There's times when I don't want to do my work, man, and I see you doing, I see you fucking, you got the red eye, you like, all right, you know. We it's going down tonight, you yeah. know. Boosie badass, we gonna be there. Yeah. You know, Covington, Kentucky, Scotland, South Carolina, right. wherever. Yeah. It just never ends, man. I like the finer things and if you hustle you 
you can get them. You can get them. You know what I'm saying? Because I rapped on the corner for years for free. So when you tell me you got some money for me, it's it's hard for me to say no. Yeah, I agree with you. Same like here. I I I make I make a way. I gotta hear you out. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna just yeah, say yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just say that. You know, like I'm gonna hear your ass out. I'm gonna just say that, dude. What did anybody ever offer you money? Because Glenn, uh, Big Baby, told me somebody paid him one time to hook up with his wife. Right? Did you ever get any shit like that? I feel like that stuff wouldn't come your way, though. Really? Uh, nah. I, people didn't gave me four thousand for my hat. Right. Uh, I had a guy gave me like thirty five hundred. Boosie, give me your hat, man. I got thirty five hundred. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, straight to the mall the next day. Sayonara, man. Got the same one, just had a little boosting on it, but you know they got a lot of fans. Uh, you know, I've been off of my six. You know, I've been off of my six. I've been off. You've been offered it. Yeah, girl offered me seven thousand. Damn. One girl paid me seven thousand. to have sex with. How long you have to have sex for? A certain amount of time or no? Well, this girl, this was back in, uh, this was before I went to prison. She paid me like 7500 to come back to her mansion. And Damn. She had a big-ass mansion in Arkansas. She paid me 7500 to have sex with her and come to her, her mansion. Was a man in there too or no? Nah, nah. She ain't had no man in there. She paid me to come to her shit. She was fucking with music too, so she she had some money and she... Straight came to me out the concert looking like I got seventy five hundred for you to get in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I took it. I did it. Damn. Uh, I can't really fuck. I can't fuck real, real good. I can fuck okay. I feel like if it's like around the holidays or something, you know. Yeah. But like on a regular time, like maybe around Christmas. That's when I really feel like. What you getting the Christmas spirit? I get the Christmas spirit. Yeah, man. I'll do some real fucking around Christmas, but. Other than that, I'm not, I'm not, I, that's not my main thing, you know? I'm not really that hit, man. I send somebody else in the fuck, I'll come in at the end, you know? Yeah. I, that kind of cleanup hitter, you know? Oh, yeah, you kind of freaking. <laughs> I mean, I just. <laughs> you the cleanup hitter, huh? I don't know, man. I think that might be all I got, man. All Damn, right. I never thought I'd run out of things to talk to Boosie about. <laughs> yeah, but. uh. But thank you so much for being 100, here, man. 100, y'all be good. I got to go. Give me some head. <laughs> Got motherfucker in the car. She mad at me right now. I ain't even do shit. She mad at me. Damn, that's how it is. Don't worry, bro. I'm gonna put this dick in all in her fucking ear tonight. <laughs> Damn, bro. I'm gonna fuck her ass. Why? I'm gonna finger fuck her. Hey, school. bro. Send me in at the end. You know what I'm saying? Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> the end, man. The back end, man. On that hitter, bro. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my stories. Shine on me, and I will find a song. I will sing it just for you.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.